0: Hi, I'm Gemma Montgomery and welcome to the Excel with Ease business podcast, bringing together service-based business owners in the aesthetic, medical health and wellness sector. Here, we discuss different topics to help you grow a thriving business with ease, supporting your ultimate life vision. Hi, and welcome to episode one of the Excel with Ease podcast. Yes, episode one, my first ever episode. So I thought for the first episode, I'd kick this one off with a huge topic that affects each and every one of us who run small service-based businesses. So whether you're an aesthetic practitioner like I have been for over a decade now, or you're a private physio, a massage therapist, a healer, an acupuncturist, a beautician, any of us that run small service-based businesses with one-on-one clients, this one is for you. How to stop attracting clients who drain you, also known as PIA clients, pain in the ass clients. And yes, we've all had them, unfortunately. These kind of clients are really, really high-maintenance Um, They can be constantly emailing, constantly trying to get through with text messages or phone calls. They can be extremely picky, moaning, groaning, Um, just generally just those kind of clients that give you sleepless nights, a lot of anxiety and take away valuable energy that you could be spending on growing, expanding your business or serving those clients that you absolutely love. And the sad thing is, if we continue to attract and work with these kind of clients, you risk a lot of other negative impacts in your life. So you could be at high risk of burnout, high risk of health issues, such as mental health issues like anxiety, sleeplessness, insomnia, because the clients are causing you so much disruption internally, and digestive issues, a whole host of, of problems... And this can also infiltrate into other areas of your life, such as your home life, times when you're with your partner or your family. Um, Instead of being present and with them, doing whatever you're doing that day, your mind could be elsewhere, you could be constantly feeling on edge, nervous and distracted just at the thoughts of another email or message coming through, which makes your stomach lurch inside. Also as well, it hinders the growth of your business because... If you're constantly living in this fear type energy, you're not going to want to market. You're not going to want to advertise your services because you're going to fear that you're just going to get more of the same and more of these kind of clients. And at worst, you could also question whether you've done the right thing in the first place, setting the business up. And you could be contemplating closing this lovely precious business, which you've got great ideas for and which you've formed. And we don't want that for you at all. So it's really important that we tackle this subject now and we get to the bottom of it as best we can. So we could literally make 10 podcast episodes at minimum around this topic, but for today I just want to kind of cover the basics and just help to give you a general overview to get those cogs ticking in your brain and some takeaways that you can go away with to implement in your business and hopefully make a positive difference um, going forward. So the biggest question, the number one question you should ask yourself is, who do you serve? Who does your business serve? As one of my mentors said to me many years ago, Gemma, if you're serving everybody, you're serving nobody. And you might think, oh, how can this be? Surely I have to serve everybody in my business because if I start putting limits on who I treat and who I don't treat, I'm going to hinder my growth, which is going to impact on my profits. But actually, you'll be surprised to know it's the opposite way around. Clarity equals power. And when you can get really, really clear on who it is you serve, you'll see huge changes in growth in your business. I can't stress enough, if you're not absolutely clear on who you serve, nothing else in your business will be clear. So you won't have a clear marketing message and sales effort. Everything will be wishy-washy, too general and too generic. And you guessed it, you'll keep attracting those clients that are not aligned with you or your business. So how do we find out who it is that we serve? Well, there's an exercise that I want you to take yourself through and it's called the ICA exercise. And the ICA is also known as your ideal customer avatar. So it's literally a character who represents your target market, your ideal customer. And you, you want to bear this ideal customer avatar in mind every time you do anything in your business. So any decision that you're making, any marketing message, this avatar should be at the back of your mind all the time. Now, it could be somebody that you've already experienced, so your absolute dream client, or it could be a mix and a blend of different clients, or if you're only just getting started, you've just got to really, really use your imagination and you have to kind of come, not just from a place in your head, but from a place inside of feeling. So how do you want to feel inside when you work with this particular client? And what you might find is, as you get going with this exercise, your ICA, your ideal customer avatar, might sound very, very similar to yourself. If it does, that's completely normal, don't worry. Um, But just remember, if you don't do this exercise and you don't know your customer avatar inside out, then everything is just going to be really, really, really wishy-washy. So for this exercise, I want you to plot out some time in your diary where you can designate a morning or an afternoon, somewhere nice and quiet where you're not going to be disturbed, turn all your notifications off. And it's a chance to dive really, really deep and really connect with who your ideal customer avatar is. And what I don't want you to do is panic in the process and think, oh, gosh, I'm narrowing things down. Um, I'm never going to get any other customers if I narrow it down to this one avatar. There's just a really good reason why you need to be so specific at this point. And what you're doing in the exercise is you're aiming to kind of spend a day in the life of your ideal customer. And it's all about kind of stepping inside them and connecting with their emotions, their fears, their thoughts, so that you can have a better understanding of this person when you come to serve them. Because people buy from emotions. People buy from how they something makes them feel inside. Um, So this is why this exercise is so important. So I want you to sit down and I want you to go through a day in the life of this ideal customer avatar. And you can really narrow it down as much as you want to. You know, you can give it a little, you can form a character, you can give it a hair colour, an appearance if you you would like. Um, But you want to kind of really sort of dive deep in how they think, um, the hobbies, the interests that they have, their fears, their thoughts, things that keep them up at night. So as a really good example, I'll give you an idea, um, a quick insight. It is quite quick, obviously, for the length of time for the podcast, but my ideal customer avatar is a 35 plus um, working woman. Primarily my demographic is women. Although I have to say, after doing this exercise, I do get men that are of quite a similar uh, mindset. And my avatar is a professional. She's working. She's trying to juggle home and family life. And she's always taken pride in her appearance. But as she's getting older, she's kind of noticing a few lines and a few wrinkles appearing and it's bothering her um to the point where she wants to do something about it she's started researching but she's fearful and what's keeping her up and what's keeping her from making the leap is she's really really frightened of being left in the hands of somebody that's going to make her look unlike herself So her worst nightmare and her fear would be going to somebody that's gonna make her look um, overdone, uh, almost like a caricature of herself. She's seen, she's sensible and when she's on the internet she's seen um, clinics where people are kind of buying into social media trends and square jaws and big lips and for my avatar, this would be her absolute worst nightmare. And my avatar doesn't really want anybody to know that she's had anything done. So she wants to come away from my clinic and she just wants to look fresh. She wants to look rejuvenated, like she's had a really good sleep. And she doesn't want anybody to be able to put their finger on what it is that she's had or why she looks so good or how she's ageing so timelessly. Um, and for hobbies, she enjoys keeping fit. That's really important to her. Um, She also uh, values what she eats, so she takes care of her body, um, feeding it fine foods, and she does like to have fun. She likes to meet friends. She likes to be social, and she's quite a creative person as well. Um, So again, I've got... um, lengths of paper on my avatar, but this has just given you kind of a really good feel of getting you know stepping inside the body of my avatar and feeling what she would be feeling. And over the years, people that walk through the door do tend to represent this avatar. So it's almost like the law of attraction. Um And in the beginning, when I didn't know anything about this, I would be kind of dealing with a whole mix of clientele. People who would try barter me on my prices, ask for discounts and violate my boundaries in one way or another, messaging at ridiculous hours, expecting an instant response at the weekend. Whereas when I got really clear on my ICA, my ICA believes in quality. And she believes that you always get what you pay for. And if she saw something that was cheap and looked too good to be true, it would start to ring alarm bells with her. And just some thoughts on pricing, actually, which I will go through on another podcast. Um, But just remember that when you go cheap with your pricing, you do attract a certain kind of clientele that does tend to be more draining, more PK, more high maintenance. There is research out there to show that, and that has been my experience um, through the last decade and obviously teaching people and speaking to them with their experiences. So there is a whole psychology around pricing and if you go cheap with your pricing what you tend to attract is the price shoppers. So those kind of clients that just bounce from one deal to the next. So they're not the kind of clients that are going to help you grow a loyal client base and if you kind of go from that business model what you're having to do all the time is try and attract a constant stream of new clients which impacts on your marketing and on your marketing budget. Going back to my ICA I'm being really really clear this makes it really clear in my marketing message so if you have a look on my website for instance you'll see that I'm really really clear as somebody's looking as to who it is that I serve and I'm almost screening out that P-I-A, pain in the ass client before they even come through my door so the client that's not aligned and how it sort of looks on my website is I will say you know where the clinic for you if you value experience you want your results to be natural you don't want any telltale signs or somebody being able to identify what it is you've had done And we're not the clinic for you if you believe big is better, you buy into social media trends and you want to actually change your face. Whereas my ICA doesn't want to change her face at all. She just wants to maintain what she's got. So by being really clever with my marketing, as soon as they hit my website or any form of of social media site, they can see straight away, Oh no Gemma's not the clinic for me actually I want my um, face contoured uh, around the edges I want my jaw quite square I'm not happy with my face I want to completely change it then it just saves a whole lot of time and hassle they know I'm not for them and I know they're not for me and my people will find me and there are people for everybody believe me and it's an unbelievably freeing feeling. I can't tell you how freeing it is to know that you're really clear on who it is you serve. They're really clear on what you can do for them, and it almost sets. Just the the exchange of energy just feels good. And if you if you if you like me and you're quite spiritual and you're into energy and law of attraction and whatnot then if the energy is good and the exchange is good between you both, that's going to lead to a far better connection between you both, which is going to lead to a far better outcome. Whereas if the energy is tense and it's frosty and you just can't quite connect with each other, then you're kind of operating your business from a place of fear rather than a place of love and fear versus love, I know which one I would opt for every time. And it also makes work a pleasure because the flow of energy is is kind of just right. You're also working within your zone of genius. So for instance, I love all things kind of nutrition and I understand that the Good stuff that we see on the outside also comes from the inside, not just fire treatments. So I can also have fun then with my marketing that feels really aligned with who I am. So I can talk about recipes and juicing, I can talk a little bit about the yoga. Um, practice that I do because I'm also a yoga guide and I can talk about all the other things that light me up which contributes to the overall feel that my client wants to have because my client understands too that yes she can have procedures done from the outside but she knows that the good stuff comes from the inside as well so we're completely on the same page and Always think about the ICA when you're introducing new things to the business as well. So think, would, what would my ICA think about this when you're introducing a product or a service? And again, pencil out time in your diary. Go sit and really think and get into their shoes and feel what they're feeling and think... You know, it can help you come up with new ideas of how you could serve that person even better. It's just a whole host of other things that once you know who your ICA is, it can just benefit your business in so many ways. And lastly, another exercise that's really useful to help you kind of get into this is have a think about the different brands that you use. It could be three different brands. Think about why you use those brands, why those brands are your favourite How do you feel when you purchase a product or a service from that particular brand? So, for instance, for me, I use a lot of Apple products because for me, when I use an Apple product, it feels quality. I love the ease of use. I love the simplicity, the clean lines, and I feel good inside when I'm working on or with an Apple product. Or it could be, you know, a star such as a, a Joe Malone star. How does that make you feel? So for me, I just think the it just has a really lovely, luxurious feel about it. I love the packaging, the quality. I love the different smells of the scents, which I think are really unique and different. So it's just just thinking about different brands that you would use regularly and how those brands make you feel. And it just gives you a good way of kind of empathising and kind of getting into, into the whole swing of the ICA exercise there and what I don't want you to do is when you do sit and do this think that your ICA is wrong and my ICA is right you must remember that there's no right and there's no wrong at all and we're all we've all got different kinds of businesses so even for an aesthetic practitioner like me somebody else's ICA will be completely different than my ICA and I can see that even when I look around on the social media channels you know the marketing's completely different and it's not that they're wrong and I'm right it's just that your business has to feel good to you and you want to be working with clients that are aligned with you because if we go back to the beginning if you're working with the PIA pain in the ass clients it impacts everything in your business from your business growth to you personally and your personal relationships with your family because you're not present with your health. So you really, really do need to get clear on this. Other factors do come into consideration as well, which we'll touch on in future podcast episodes so we'll be looking at boundaries and pricing a whole host of things but this is the number one thing that you should do and that you can do that will eliminate a high percentage of these PIA clients. And that brings us to the end of episode one. So I hope you've found some useful takeaways that you can really begin to implement in your business going forward. And I love the idea of the podcast because for me, I love switching on a podcast when I'm doing the commute to work or I'm doing the school run or when I'm doing exercise in the gym. It's just a great way to kind of take in information whilst you're kind of still busy um, doing your daily activities. Thanks for listening to the Excel with Ease podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways. Please rate, review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful.